In a land of himbos and a garbage lake and a time of harsh reality, the destiny of a mediocre podcast rests on the shoulders of three dudes. Its name, four seasons and a funeral. Today we're talking about season three, episode 13 of Merlin, The Coming of Arthur, part two. My name is Charlie and joining me today are David and Nick. Hi, I'm David. Hi, I'm Nick. What a, what a great episode of Merlin. What a great intro by Charlie. Really, yeah. really <laughs> echoing. The... <laughs> uh, this was an episode. I, oh, yeah. Listen, all that matters is that my, my asterisk was not procced. Somehow. It was not. So your it ratings was remain fully, high. It was fully not activated. <laughs> if anything, it was the opposite of activated. It was buried under a pile of insane bullshit. Yes. Um, which means that, hey, while this, might epi- while this episode's rating might get like absolutely demolished by David, um, at least the season doesn't also get further demolished. <laughs> <laughs> this... This can this episode rating could be as low as he wants. Oh my lord! Okay, I guess we should just get straight into it. Well, no, like, real, no. real oh, quick. Sorry. What have we been right. up to? What have we been have up been... to? I've, I've yeah. forgotten the, <laughs> the conceit of the show. Oh, uh, anyways, what Charlie? What have you been up to? How's, how's life? Uh, good. I think I don't. I don't know what I've been up to. That's. I think that's I've fair. just been like in a void since the last time we recorded we played a video game last night we did david and i have been doing a playthrough of Salasta crown of the magister which is just video game D to the letter which yeah. is fun yet eternally frustrating when you forget to bring up a light source in a cave and have disadvantage on all your attacks because <laughs> your enemies are unlit that's that's fun especially when there's a giant troll trying to kill you Hey, thankfully there's no like holding your breath mechanic or button because then we would be <laughs> abusing that to all hell. Yes. <laughs> oh we god. Would. We have also decided that our main ally for main faction we're going with is going to be the racist elves because why not? <laughs> <laughs> oh no. So in in universe explanation for that is that um, our characters that we've created, Ebony and Ivory, that we've been using through multiple like <laughs> RPG games now. Um, the first game we played was Divinity: Original Sin, and in that universe, you play as cops essentially. You're just magic cops. <laughs> yeah. So in in our lore, we're like these are the same two guys traveling through different multiverses, just <laughs> multiversal cops. So, of course, we're going to cozy up with the establishment government. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it's just like, you're racist. Oh, that's fine. Whatever. <laughs> Who do you want us to police? <laughs> we've used Ebony and Ivory in both Divinity games, um, Tiny Tina's Wonderland. Uh, the Borderlands spinoff. Yeah. And now, um, oh, Baldur's Gate yep. 3, the little bit of that that we played. And now, uh, Solasta. Yeah, and they're just magic cops running in throughout universe the multiverse. Lore, they are magic cops. <laughs> <laughs> and when we say in universe, we don't mean the game universe. We mean our cinematic universe. Yeah, of course. <laughs> the CDCU. <laughs> <laughs> it's just fun how the characters have evolved because there's a feat in Divinity where you start taking damage from healing spells and heal from poison. So David took that for Ivory. And then in Divinity 2, you can just become an undead skeleton with the same kind of 
um it's the same conditions. vibes well obviously i think people liked that feat so much they decided to just make it one of the playable races where like yeah you take damage from healing and heal from poison and so now ivory is an undead monstrosity in every option i get so now in Celasta, he's a sorcerer and has just a skull face paint on because this universe doesn't allow for some things. Listen, if I ever get the chance to make him a lich or a vampire, I'm taking it. <laughs> <laughs> and then Ebony started out as uh, a black cop with a huge afro and now is a dragon. If the okay. option's available, he's a dragon person <laughs> with an afro, if that is available as well. <laughs> if that is available. Or the coolest horns available. Yeah. yeah what about horns and an afro? If, if they let me do it, I'll do it. <laughs> oh, no. What have you been up to, Nick? Uh, not playing Celasta. Um, uh, not, not too much. Uh, there was a uh, community storybook world tournament uh, that got announced, uh, which I got hyped about until I realized that they were only taking 16 people for the tournament. I then oh, applied geez. to get into the tournament and didn't get in. So, I imagine it'll be just sixteen streamers. Uh it isn't. They there's like it's like a team style thing. So there's like four teams and like they're they're allowing collusion amongst players within the lobbies. So it's like two people from each team in each like lobby of eight. Interesting. So it's a really it's an interesting concept. Uh so they like selected team captains. There were four team captains, uh, and I did not get one of those, and I was unable to uh cozy up enough to any of the people that did get selected as team captains so i am on the outside looking in uh but there is one ultra sweaty team which is hilarious um it's feel like- made up of like the top like three or four players in like in the game at its heyday which is hilarious i feel like this should be just a streamer thing at least to start because that is a unique format in in terms of kind of lobby based stuff where you oh, can yeah. collude with your teammate. And I feel like having all the people be streamers lets you jump around and go, okay, what's their strategy? It makes it more visible than just having it be a community thing. But I guess yes. I mean, they listen, don't have the funds to do that right now. Storybook, Storybook Brawl is dead. definitely on the way out. It needs it's... anything to try and save it. Yeah. yeah. Um, apparently though, I, I was, I was looking in the comp discord last night. I missed out on the scrims, but apparently they were trying out, um, trying out the like two person like teams in scrims as well. Uh-huh. And the lobbies got even more broken than normal. Like scrim, <laughs> scrim lobbies were always insane. Um, but when you have the ability to collude with a partner, um, and have one of you gain a massive advantage whenever you fight each other, um, it's insane. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> They're like, yeah, those were some of the most broken boards I've seen. Like everyone high rolled is like, yeah, that's what happens when you can you can collude with partners there. <laughs> um, so yeah, it was was a very interesting time. Um, but yeah, no, I did not make it into the tournament, so I'll be uh, probably I'll just like casually tune in and watch a little bit of it to see what it's like. But uh, I was hoping to be a part of it. Uh, that's what most of what I've done. Played a little bit of Overwatch the last two days, which was good. Nerd. Um, oh, Who I'm up even to, plays that game? I'm up to I'm up to Silver One and uh, Open Queue. <laughs> oh, <nice. laughs> who? Uh, yeah, who would grind to like level eighty in the battle pass? Yeah, what Gross. a nerd. Who oh, would man, ever gonna, do that? <laughs> who have to go, pay money have to... and then grind to level eighty? Oh, I'm gonna have to go see if he wants to if he wants to play some play some more after <laughs> after this recording. It'd be great. Oh, I was talking about David. 
Oh, did David? You already hit level eighty. I literally hit level eighty on Tuesday playing with Salt, and I went, "All right, peace," and I left. Nice. <laughs> It's like, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, I did it. I'm out of here. <sighs> There's no new hero coming out next season, right? Uh, there is. Yeah, there I think. Is. Oh, I have heard nothing about that. Uh, um, I think that's sort of the point. Is there a new hero? They announced, like, basically they... a new hero every season. Uh, the new hero will be revealed during the... No, that's... Da, 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 da. I wonder... Uh, David, what have you been up to? I'll I'll take a look into it right now. Yeah, okay. it's just three days um, before, so... I play Solasta with Charlie. I refuse to go skiing today. Um, <laughs> there were many a thing that I decided to do and decided not to do. Um, but nothing interesting. <laughs> Season three will not have a new character to play. Oh, yep, there it is. Oh, they are adding characters every other season. Okay, so after the... That's... That makes sense. That's way I more guess. reasonable. That's there is way more reasonable. There is the new map and the Anarch map. So yeah. that looks Ooh, cool. That should be fun. It's a new control map too, which is what I'm excited about. I'm shocked that's not um, push. <laughs> they need I, more push maps still. No, they like, don't. They, they need to they remove, need to remove push, from, push the from the game. I it, was talking to Salt that they should add a game mode where it's just a 2CP. But after you've capped the 2CP, a portal opens and it takes you to another 2CP map. <laughs> it's just 4CP. <laughs> but it's randomized. You never know what the Ooh. second map is going to be until you're there. What if, what if it was 2CP, but it was only capping the first point? Like you went through all four, like you went through all the like 2CP maps and it was just like a like gauntlet basically instead. I like the idea of them just forcing a payload escort after the first CP, just like a payload spawns and you push it. <laughs> that that is that is particularly funny. Oh, um, one one hilarious thing while playing uh, Open Queue Comp last night. So obviously the like beta, like the meta for that is like yeah, three tanks, two healers. Goats. Um, goats. Just 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 goats. Run run as close to goats as you can. Uh, one of the hilarious things is that you can see like while you're in spawn waiting for the game to start. Um, if you like tab to, you can see uh, that the opposing team. While you can't see what hero they've selected, you can see what type of hero, like tank, yeah. DPS, or healer. Um, so our um, our team just started selecting five DPS until a second before the game started mm -hmm. um, to throw off the opponents. It was great. <laughs> Nonsense. Because <laughs> we were a five stack, it was like cool. Everyone select DPS. They're gonna look and be like, "All right, they're memeing," and then we'll come out with like the the sweatiest comp we can. Excellent. <laughs> um, and and that's how we played. Uh, we we won. I think six games in a row in comp. Um, it was great. <laughs> All right. Um, I think that's enough More talking than... about Overwatch. This is unfortunately not an Overwatch podcast. <laughs> Do we have to? Do we have yes. to talk about? All yes. right. The TV Guide reads, Conclusion, the Season 3 finale finds Camelot crumbling under the control of Queen Morgana and Morgosa's immortal army. While Arthur, Lancelot, Elian, and Percival prepare a counterattack, Merlin rushes to retrieve the Excalibur sword from the Lake of Avalon. Wow, they just leave Gawain out of this. Yeah, fuck that dude. <laughs> 
Like, what the Gawain's, hell? Gawain's who here. Needs to you to talk about you, Gawain? You leave out Gawain, but you leave in Percival. Uh-huh. <laughs> they even talk about Elian. Yeah. Elian actually Elian. did some. He had more lines than Percival. <laughs> Percival Percival's just big, beefy boy. That's what his job is. He made Percival a himbo. <laughs> Listen, we don't know if he's just shy or not. What if he's actually really smart and introspective? No, and I think they made little. him a dumb beefcake. Which, <laughs> like, sure, but not for Percival. <sighs> we don't know yet. We don't know yet. We we literally haven't given it a chance. Do you think every one of the knights gets an arc or any like character work? I don't think so. <laughs> no, none at all. David, Maybe. after this episode, after this episode, there's only 26 episodes remaining of this show. There's how and many do nights? Do you think each night gets an episode to them? Like that's what I'm saying. Do you think there's like a Percival episode and a Gawain episode uh, and a Sir Leon episode? I guess because he's still around. You've you've already you've already decided that there's no Sir Leon episode, there's David. Definitely no Sir Leon episode. I'm shocked Sir Leon's still alive. <laughs> they they go out of their way to not kill Leon in this episode. Again. Because uh, Morgana's a bad ruler. We got a lot to rant about. Oh my god. Shall we, shall we get into it? Morgana's shall we get into a it with Morgana? Horrendous leader. Like, oh my yeah. god. Yeah, shall we get into it with uh, Morgana being yeah. a bad ruler to start? Yeah, because she brings out Sir Leon as like, hey, pledge allegiance to me with the rest of the knights. And he's like, get bent. And she's like, okay, I'll shoot these crossbows totally at you. And and giving my archers the signal from behind them with just my hand. I'm going to nitpick everything about this. And and he's, they're like, oh, long live the king. Because Uther's still alive for some reason. I don't know why you don't just kill Uther. And then she fires at the citizens of Camelot, which is like terrorism literal (laughs) if there was any way that morgana could have established power it was winning the peasantry over which could have been so easy to do so easy you win the peasantry you declare sorcery legal again i'm shocked there wasn't a scene for doing that like i thought that was 100 percent gonna be the first thing she does you declare sorcery legal tyrant he outlawed magic and unjustly killed you we're gonna make reparations for that we're magic sending an legal. envoy to the druids i reinvite yeah. all the druids and magic users to come in and then i i fully thought there'd be like a scene where like the citizens are cheering and like there's like a bunch of magic users helping them out and like there's a mage like pulling frogs out of his mouth but everyone's cheering because it's obviously for fun <laughs> this time and not terror <laughs> And then you could have the great moral debate for Arthur, like, oh, she's actually kind of doing good things for the kingdom. And then you got to be like, but she's doing them in the wrong way. Like, she's still, oh, she's oppressing this group of people with the immortal knights. Like, she's still an occupying force. Or, well, she's just, she's fully oppressing the the nobility at this point, which is like, for our modern perspective, go go eat the rich. But also, like, in the show could play some kind of moral thing. This is the rich eating the rich. Yeah. Yep, exactly. Oh God, and like Jeff the knights. Yeah, the... Nope. There's no room for nuance. There's no room for interesting <laughs> stories here in Merlin. Mercana's oh. just an evil queen. It's it's really upsetting because, yeah, like she. I understand, like, sure, you want to win the knights over because you, you think that you'll then win the rest of the kingdom over, but you're not going to win the rest of the kingdom over by shooting them. Like, 
but and then you, she you, has you a conversation the knights Ugh. then she has a conversation with also yeah why do you need the knights of camelot you have an immortal army just like hey these are the new knights of camelot congratulations they, they look a little bit different but don't worry i took i took all of the robes off of the the dead knights of camelot and look now they look <laughs> like the knights of camelot i mean they removed all of uther's family crest from the castle very quickly with i can only assume morgosa's mother's family crest it's, it's so like it's like a tree right yeah like does I, so just just to just to throw it out there, and like obviously this is still like actually a stupid thought, but like does does Morgana potentially want the Knights of Camelot because Morgos has control of the Immortal Army? It's not under her control. I don't think um, so. I think she trusts because... Morgos implicitly. That's fair. Well, also, a bunch also, of knights like... that you forced into servitude, you can't trust them. Like, yeah, um, especially against in fighting for you against an army that they already lost to. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then she goes to have a conversation with Uther, and Uther's like, hey, maybe don't kill innocents, kill me instead. And she's like, oh, I will kill you. But how is killing the citizens no different than you killing those who just had magic? And you're like, yeah, that's a good point. But you're... No, it's not. Overthrown no, it's, no, Uther. It's not. Those people weren't innocent. They were breaking the law against magic. Literally, literally <laughs> Uther designated a law. <laughs> literally, literally, the difference is Uther came out and said, "Hey, magic is illegal. If you're caught using magic, I will kill you." Morgan is just killing random peasants for no reason. There is still a difference there. I mean, okay, but in in this universe, Uther's remember, a tyrant, but Uther's a tyrant as well. And the, he's, I, listen, but he's, he's not but he's doing a lawful good tyrant. things. But he's, at he's least a he came tyrant. out and said, "Hey, this is the law." Like, but but David, remember we... in this universe, magic isn't something you necessarily have to practice. You were just born with magic, yes, which is why also, it's half an allegory for sexuality. Yes, but also unlike in real life, they can just leave. Like there are whole societies of druids and shit out in the wilderness outside of Camelot. Like, yeah, what's the um. But, what is 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 Uther lawful lawful evil or lawful neutral here? We can't call him lawful good. Um, um lawful think, well, neutral. I, I think no, it would be or lawful, even lawful good. good. It he's would be lawful good code. because to him he thinks he's doing good. Like that's okay. what it is. Yeah, that's lawful fair. evil is you are purposefully using the laws to do something that you know is bad. As far as oh, Uther is okay. concerned, he is doing good. He is not using the laws. To purposefully, like, for his own, he he, pers- he fully believes what he's doing is good and for the betterment of everyone. Yeah. Okay. Right. But, huh. like, so from Morgana's point, though, of, like, hey, I killed these people because the knights wouldn't listen to me. You killed people just because they had magic. From her perspective, fine argument. But yes. also, that makes you as bad as Uther. Yes. Who you have overthrown and thrown a prison cell. Maybe you should be trying to do better impossible like it <laughs> challenge try to not be as bad as your dad <laughs> difficulty impossible listen listen like it we morgana needs to go the complete opposite way magic was illegal um under uther's reign magic is required under morgana's reign if you don't have magic you're dead <laughs> i just I and just, she's spitting no... out the population it's just they could have done it so differently and it's just uh it is a shame. It is a real shame because it like, oh, it could have it could have been really interesting, and they could have made it a lot more like, oh, look, Morgana could have been kind of right, but I guess the whole point of all of those smirks at camera this entire season were 
um, so that she didn't get the ability to have like a complex character right here. Just eh. you don't even have to go like rewrite most of the season. You could just you could still do it in episode stuff. Yep. Nope. But as always, they saved all the continuity for this last episode. <laughs> oh, it, but it's not even good continuity. This continuity pisses me off. <laughs> but it's continuity. <laughs> yeah, they're hiding in a cave, Arthur, Gaius, and Merlin, and like Arthur's understandably pretty depressed right now. And Merlin gives him a little bit of a pep talk, and then Gaius is like, oh yeah, to kill the immortals, you just gotta spill the cu- the blood in the cup. Which again, why would you bring the cup with you to Why Camelot? wouldn't you have buried that cup, like, in a lead box or thrown it in the sea or something? Well, I mean, you gotta have the the blood has to stay in the cup. Well, yeah, it's gotta stay in the cup. Listen, so. It's you, just a cup. You can, like, fucking fold a lid. No. Yeah, David, mold David, a lid David, and then put it into a sled box and then fill the box with lead. David, <laughs> you're thinking you're thinking way too hard about this. They're magic users. Fucking magic the cup. Just just magic the cup. <laughs> but like you and I both know in, they can do it. Just magic it. <laughs> keep it in your kingdom with your immortal guards so that they know, hey, what? if I spill this cup, apparently I fucking explode. What do you, what do you mean? Their their kingdom. This is their kingdom now. They own two. They've got Senrids and Camelot. I just, uh, it's so stupid. And then yes. the fucking Merlin's like, oh hey, I got this water given to me by the Fisher King, which turns out to just be water from a lake he's been to a hundred times. It is oh. just the water from the Lake of Avalon. <laughs> like it's, the Fisher King could have been like, hey. It's important. Make sure you get some water from that lake you threw a corpse into. I just to know that no, no, no. he's been holding it, Mer- on polluted, to water Merlin from polluted the lake. The lake. <laughs> he's been holding on to water from that lake for thousands of years. And just it's just like, oh hey, you know what that lake? Yeah, I know that lake. I go there all the time. I thrash yeah, it in I, that I, lake that's, daily. That's my dumping ground. <laughs> I'm like Dexter, man. <laughs> and, then, and then I think I think the Fisher King at that point goes. I'm guessing. I'm guess I'm glad I got this before you polluted it with dead bodies and swords. But like, it's not even. It's not even like Merlin has put that vial into a a constructed like kind of half box to make sure it doesn't shatter because it's so important. But no, it's just water from a lake he's been to before. It's not even like oh, I somehow opened the portal to the realm of the Fae, and this is different water. Because we don't give a shit about the Fae. Or the She. They're gone now. Forever. <laughs> Merlin exploded the king. king. We're done with them. <laughs> what, a, what a casual, like, killing of a king. Like... And that's what Morgana should have done to Uther. <laughs> yeah. Merlin, Merlin really is trying to show Morgana the way to do these things. Like, hey, just, just kill their leader. They're gone. They won't come back. I just think... Okay, looking at the season, if they had made Morgana take over um, Camelot, let's say episode 8 of the season, rather than episode 12 and make it a two-parter, there could have been so many more interesting stories told. Yes, Yeah, you just gotta have... And, like, everyone's... Uther, like, she frames Uther for some legitimate crime. Like, there should have been an entire season of Morgana, like, in charge of Camelot. Yeah. Because then you get Arthur and Merlin like having to suffer 
like, oh, Arthur, I need you to go do this demeaning thing, but he's got to, like, grit his teeth and get through it, because now he knows Morgana's evil. Yeah, and then you actually can do stuff where, like, Morgana is, like, loved by the peasantry, but then she's secretly evil in some way and not doing good. And then, hey, Arthur has to lead a, a peasant rebellion and becomes the king of the people, like he is. And Arthur's like, hey, this is just like what we did in season two, or like season one, <laughs> where we armed those peasants. Do you remember? <laughs> remember Merlin, oh. your childhood friend died? Yeah, who was a filthy sorcerer? I mean, what? <laughs> Spits on the ground. <laughs> the worst just just the worst here <laughs> or you make it so that arthur ends up having to go to the druids for help or some shit right yeah and he makes like a promise to mordred or something that is oh thank you for the help i swear i'll make magic legal or something when we when i become king and he ends up betraying mordred and then you give mordred more reason to want to kill arthur not just yeah, for yeah, no yeah. reason because arthur has been because... nothing but nice to mordred so far <laughs> Mordred wants to kill uh, Arthur because Merlin tripped him that one time. Yeah, Merlin <laughs> tripped him that one time, and look, Merlin likes Arthur. Therefore, to get back at Merlin, I must kill Arthur. I will not forget this, Emrys. <laughs> uh, you stuck your foot out and tripped me. It was really mean. I scraped my knee. Uh, what a what a great system that that we've got here. Oh. Yeah, um, and then. We get our Gwen shit, which is, yeah, it's something. It's a plan. On Listen, both sides, all, it's a plan. All that matters is that Morgana shows absolutely zero love or care to Gwen. <laughs> Just so little care. Uh, she fully forgets that Gwen's dad was killed by Uther. Just <laughs> yep. does yep. not remember that at all. Does not care. <laughs> Uh, I, I think for, as far as Morgana is concerned, Gwen is a part of the help, and she is nothing um, else. Well, no, well, no. So you got to remember that Morgana does know that, like, Gwen and Arthur are supposed to be right. Like, yeah, and she's furious that the part of the help will be Queen. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> like, that, actually, no, no, no. This, this is all making sense now. She went after the peasants. Um, she wants the nobles on her side. Yeah, no, she, she just. <laughs> oh my God, Morgana's a nobility supremacist. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, the second she learned she was <clears throat> Uther's child, she was like, "Fuck yeah, I'm gonna be, king. I'm gonna be queen now." It makes like, perfect she, sense. Morgana has fully bought in to royal blood do you yeah. remember earlier in the season when morgana was trying to convince uther like hey what if something happens to arthur you should name another heir like me that nothing went from that nope yep she just she just took the thing and fucking jeffrey of course jeffrey was there to crown poor, her poor jeffrey <laughs> at sword point he was threatened Jeffrey should have died for his king and honor. <laughs> <laughs> no, Jeffrey's a coward. He's a coward, but he's a he's a coward who lives. That's why he's best friends with Gaius. <laughs> exactly. Jeffrey is yeah. probably right there of Gaius selling out. <laughs> Jeffrey Jeffrey was like, yo, I got this big book of magic users. Uther, here you go. <laughs> have a list. This was like, but sweet, you're good. <laughs> Yeah, Gwen's like, hey, I know I'm just a lily servant, but I can try and convince my best friend, Sir Leon, to join you. And Morgana's like, okay. Because apparently, 
turns her out mom she was... was a maid in Sir Leon's household or some shit. Fuck yeah. if I know, dude. But I guess Morgana was also anticipating Gwen betraying her because, again, she never thought to try and actually sway Gwen by being a good leader and, like, <sighs> doing good things for magic users and nope. not killing their dads. But, yeah, Gwen's like, hey, Leon, we're gonna get the fuck out of here. I'm gonna make a copy of the key and then drink totally not a spiked... I really thought Morgana was just gonna poison Gwen and, like, put her into a coma and then make an announcement so that Ar- bait Arthur into coming. But no, it's just, hey, I can magically follow her trail. Here's a potion that makes your tracks glow magically. <laughs> it seems is very... It, is it visible to everyone, or do you have to drink another component to see the trail, or do you have to say the magic words and the trail's only visible to you? It also seems like so many steps, right? <laughs> yeah. It is a lot of steps. But yeah, they, they start following her and Leon, because Leon's like, I know exactly where they're going to be hiding. There's one cave in these woods, and that's where Arthur always go- goes to mope. And also, they make Leon wear a dress. For no reason, because it doesn't help them escape in any way. No, no, no. Just, just because. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then Merlin gives Arthur an inspirational speech. And then, hey, he tries to use his magic on the vial, uses too much magic, passes out a little bit, and then the wa- it breaks. Gasp! But okay, that's no. what he needed to do because Freya's there in the water. Because <laughs> goddamn, when when she showed up, I audibly screamed. <laughs> what, what do you mean? This is fine. I was like, oh my fucking god! I can't believe it. They brought her back. <laughs> the fucking wiki calls her Merlin's old friend and love. He knew no. her for. Two days. Literal two days. <laughs> and then he listen, went and threw her in a lake. <laughs> listen, but he got to kiss her, and that's all that matters. That means <laughs> don't, they're don't, truly don't you in know, love. Don't, don't you know all your old friends, all that you need for someone to become an old friend is to kiss them that one time. He was so close to actually having sex with her. That, that, is, <laughs> that is true love. <laughs> she almost touched it. That's true love. But yeah, she's Ooh. like, oh, hey, you showed... You showed me kindness that one time when you fed me and kind of <laughs> you gave me the only human contact. So, of course, I fell in love with you. It's not a healthy relationship. Anyhow, the immortals are actually dead. And they became undead. Which, honest, to be fair, I like that. Sure. Like, I, sure. I like that. And that makes uh, sense to me. Yep. And that then, feels like an appropriate bargain price as well. Like, And then, hey, um... If you use Excalibur, you can you can kill them because that sword can kill undead things, which was established. Th- listen, this is before. where all the continuity was hiding in this episode. <laughs> yeah, this is where they bring back everything, uh, especially so- the lady in the lake. <laughs> it's not the lady. She's not the lady of the lake. She's the lady in the lake. <laughs> yep, of of slash in the lake. Uh. and then so merlin summons the dragon and dragon's like hey you fucking around with shit again and merlin's like always don't you do you want morgana to win and the dragon's like not really but that sword is crazy powerful so you gotta put it where no one can find it once you're done and i don't mean back in that fucking lake <laughs> i don't 
don't know why you, they didn't you, just toss it back in the lake. You, you've already put it in the lake once. It can't go back there now. You gotta go put it somewhere else. DM's getting real annoyed with this warlock. Can't go chucking. If you throw that sword in the lake, people are gonna notice and someone's gonna go find that sword. Okay, Who's gonna so, go looking in that lake? So they go, they go flying. Well... I don't think Freya can see who's at the shore. She just knows someone comes up and then chucks a sword at them. Because, <laughs> yeah, Merlin and the dragon fly to the lake. Merlin goes there. Hand comes out of the lake with the sword and gives it to Merlin because that's how the story goes. I do like that they use the exact same CGI footage of the dragon landing in the exact same field. Yep. And I was just like, wait, what? How They're did really, you- that's the new cave CG. They, they got it in the season premiere of two and just have been coasting on that for two seasons now (laughs) (sighs) and then i guess the immortals catch up with gwen and leon and we get a fight at the cave but it's okay because someone pushed just a fuck ton of boulders to block the path and oh look it's lancelot and wait, who's and this his guy new with best Lancelot? friend, Percival? <laughs> it's Percival, yeah. who says like his name, and then calls <laughs> calls Arthur like his liege or his lord. And Arthur's like, no, just call me Arthur. And then he says Arthur, and I think that's all his lines in the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Percival, and big beefy boy. That's his job. I'm Percival, glad... who we also I'm... know from Umbrella Academy, another terrible mess of a show. <laughs> I'm glad you got to do other stuff, Tom Hopper, but like, oof, they did you dirty in this, and they did Percival dirty in this. What else is he I, listen, He's wearing I just really, sleeveless chainmail. That, that is my favorite part of Percival. <laughs> that is my favorite part of Percival by far. Was there like, you know what? The, those pythons, too big for chainmail. <laughs> well, it's more like Percival not worried about arms. Arms strong. Chest <laughs> Arms <weak>. strong. <laughs> Cut on arm doesn't hurt. Cut on chest hurt. <laughs> cut sleeves. Cut sleeves off chainmail. Reinforce chest. Percival, but, smart boy. That's what mom it, always say. It it might actually be smart. He gets less weight, and apparently chainmail doesn't fucking matter in this episode because Elian <laughs> gets slashed on his <sighs> arm, which is covered in chainmail, and that is the most grievous wound. One can suffer because he's like, Oof, oh, ouch. fuck, I'm dying from this cut <laughs> on my arm. It's not on my sword arm, but I could barely stand up. Ugh. But yeah, and then they go to an abandoned fort. and Oh, they find a round table that was used by the ancient kings. Ooh. And, they, and then he knights everyone because they've all done so much for the kingdom, including Percival, who just fucking showed up. Like, <laughs> Aren't you glad that we have a round table now? There's <laughs> a table that is round. Therefore, and he everyone, has knights. He has knights and other people <laughs> that I guess are also there now. I like how like Arthur yeah, gives this so... big impassioned speech of like, "Hey, we gotta go rescue my dad. You're all knights now, but I'm not gonna force you. Like, we're equals at this table, and everyone takes their turn standing up, being like, "Yeah, we're with you," and then. Merlin gets a comedic moment where Arthur's like, yeah, you're coming. And Merlin's like, I don't really want to. <laughs> um, but we get to see Excalibur fight off some undead people. 
Um, yeah. And man, it was I feel like they Did undersold. You expect them to explode? <laughs> yeah, I feel like they undersold how effective Excalibur was because that is not what happened to the last undead thing it killed. He fucking explodes, <laughs> like violently. <laughs> it's like, oh my god! <laughs> you touch them with the blade of that sword, and they blow up. <laughs> it was absolutely like the last guy just died. <laughs> And the, so it's Merlin and Lancelot go to knock over the cup of life and Arthur and the rest of the knights are going to go and try and break Uther out of prison, I guess. They're the real diversionary force, even though Merlin and Lancelot are posing as the diversionary force. I don't know. But the entire time with Merlin and Lancelot, I was screaming at the TV, Merlin, just poke them with the fucking sword. Lancelot can't kill them. I just, I don't know why Merlin didn't give Excalibur to Lancelot, just for this also that! Just like, Merlin, you don't know how to fight with a sword. <laughs> like you, you And even don't. if you do, Lancelot's better. Lancelot is definitely better. <laughs> just and surely he can be trusted. It is literally in Lancelot's story, like, one of his stories is that he beat the shit out of someone with a stick once. Because he's so good at sword fighting. <laughs> he was like, I don't need a sword. I'm going to use a stick. And he beat Boom. the fuck out of someone. <laughs> but yeah, the Arthur Expeditionary Force gets down to the dungeons. Uh, they free the other knights, but Uther's kind of like, leave me. I'm going to die here. There's no hope. They're like, no, there is hope. And then all the knights, the immortal knights show up and he's like, no, there's no hope. No, no, no. I'm just you going guys don't to sit down what and you're die. Doing here. <laughs> I would just like to die. Um, and Merlin is about to swing the sword to knock the cup out instead of using magic to just kind of push it. I don't know why he has to use the sword. <laughs> and then Morgos shows up and uses magic to fling him. And I guess they didn't have Merlin use magic to keep the fact that he has magic hidden because. Borgos and Morgana still don't know that Merlin Absolutely is magical. Absolutely insane. It's we're yep. on the third season. We're in, we're about to go into season four. They have Gaius show up to use magic to cover for the fact that Merlin has magic. Gaius doesn't <laughs> even cover though. Gaius uses magic. His no, eyes change color. No, th yep. that's what I mean. Is Merlin's the one that smashes Morgana into this pillar? Or more goes, goes into, into the, the pillar. pillar. But Gaius does but show Gaius up shows and up stop first. her from killing Merlin. Yeah. Yep. So I'm sure they're going to be like, oh, if Gaius hadn't used magic, we could have killed Merlin. Like, they're not going to get that Merlin was the one that pushed her or she's going to have, like, inklings of thoughts and we're going to have an episode where they throw challenges at him to see if he's magical. And that'll be a big revealing episode or something. But, like, whatever. Merlin knocks this over the cop. instead. And here's a question for you. Does the majority of the blood have to be removed? Or all of it? Like, did some knights not blow it. up? Because there's still blood in that cup when he knocks it over. But there, I yeah. guess there's still a few undead monstrosities wandering around. <laughs> they're, they're back in Senred. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, all the ones in Camelot, they just explode. Which, again, wasn't what I was expecting. I just thought they would be mortal, Ooh. and then you would still have to go kill them now. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. 
But the the wiki just says the immortals instantly perish, which undersells what actually happens to them. <laughs> it's like the scene in Kingsman when they all explode. Yeah. Yep. Like I, I don't think we can explain. You have to go find a clip of it. But there is a flash of light, an explosion sound effect, and then a CG of them exploding. It, it's, it's not like a dissolve effect. They blow up. And then Morgana comes in. And yep. we get this scene that was very funny, actually. Yes. <laughs> um, funny, it echoes, it sort of echoes Morgos over Morgana after she'd, like, been poisoned from, you know, season season two. But, yeah, it was good. Well, I was just the scream. Because oh, Morgana yes. comes in, finds Morgos lying on the ground, and is like, oh, you killed her. Oh no! The only person I ever loved, and it's only ever it's the only person who's ever shown me any any care. It's like wh- what? <laughs> <laughs> Literally Excuse everyone me? in this kingdom before you decided you were evil, and then she starts screaming, and it gets louder, and she uses her magic, but it's the same scream sound effect replayed, and it gets funnier each time they play it because <laughs> it's just oh, like reverb bass boosted scream. <laughs> and the entire chamber starts to collapse so all the good people get out and Morgana and Morgos maybe die but they don't Who there's knows? no way they're dead they, they, Merlin even mentions they didn't find a body so they're not dead and we yeah. know that because Morgana has to do more evil things next season yeah it'd be kind of weird if all of a sudden Morgana was just gone they're just gonna live in that like cave where they did the um they still have all of senrid's kingdom and they They, killed senrid they could just go back there and in that case i feel like i get half points for a prediction (laughs) (laughs) that's fair that's fair um at this point so all right the entire undead army is gone which means like senrid's entire army is just gone yeah, no, Camelot should be mustering forces to go and just kind of swoop in and take over the king. Yeah, like, that really feels like a, like, pretty easy, just like, all right, let's go and, uh, let's just go and take over some more land. Um, should be Surely fine. they would have left behind a non-immortal force, though, right? No, I don't think that Morgos was their plan. Like, turn them all into immortals. <laughs> I think Morgos wanted control over all of them, and the only way she could get that was... By turning them all yeah. into the immortals. I really thought it was going to be kill more ghosts. That would have made the most sense. Because she even says they're bound to her, but nope, just knock over a cup. Just just get blood out of cup and you're good to go. Yeah, then we get some nice scenes of like all the knights showing up and hey, Lancelot's a knight, Gawain's a knight. Apparently the lineage rule doesn't matter anymore, I guess. It's I'm sure- fine. Is that going to come up next season? Is they're going to be like, okay, cool, all of you out of my kingdom. Get the <laughs> fuck out. And, and in return for, for saving my life and my kingdom, I won't have you killed. You're no longer knights. Fuck off. Get the fuck out. <laughs> uh, we oh. get a shot of Arthur, Smooch, and Gwen publicly. <gasps> nice. Finally over nice. the interracial thing, which is nice. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's the real drama here. Um, and Gaius is like, good job, Merlin. 
you did it well no one else will say it but well done and merlin's like oh i got one more thing to do i'll be back puts puts the sword magically into a stone in the middle oh my god it's that sword even though excalibur and the sword of the stone are two different swords but now they have the same sword (laughs) they're supposed (laughs) to be two different swords (laughs) (laughs) that's that's the season three finale. Can you tell we hated it? Uh, I didn't hate it. <laughs> it was complete. It was. It, Listen, it mirrored the last couple episodes. My is what issue I will say. with every episode of Merlin is that they have such a strong groundwork and a framework to make much better episodes than they do. Oh, <laughs> it's, it's really upsetting. Problem. Like there it's are so really much upsetting. better stories they could be telling. Uh it's it's really upsetting on that part because like oh like we talked about it Morgana could have been a really interesting character from that side um and like yeah the like original work and everything like you can do some cool things with it and I understand they chose a direction and they went with it and I they, they had a budget and they like had ideas I guess but like man you could have done some real cool things I also have so, no idea how like controlling BBC at the time was about making villains look good um yeah but like because like maybe maybe the BBC itself was like no you got you got to make your villains look you know look evil you, they can't have redeeming qualities because um, like boy you could have done some really interesting things with having Morgana not just be the bad guy. In, I mean they in, say like, that, but season. then like people love Moriarty and the Master like yeah, and those were out at the same time. Like yeah, you. I think the difference and Morgana's actor actress is charismatic for what we remember season one. She can act. She can manipulate even. Yes, like if they until they ruined her character in season two, she was an interesting character and like had depth. It was great. Yeah, we've talked about this before. She's shown to be conniving and like she manipulates Arthur to go against Uther's word with good intentions in that case. But she still tricks him into going like, hey, you know, a real king doesn't listen to what anyone tells him. If you want to be a but, strong king, you got to go against your dad. Like, where did that go? I want to frame that and hard cut to her going, oh, yeah, but Arthur sucks at sword tricks. Oh, <laughs> obviously not good <laughs> enough. Just cut to her screaming. <laughs> <laughs> her going, oh, yeah, Uther did kill your dad. Oh, shit. <laughs> not like i could have manipulated that to have you be on my side (sighs) but hey quick question for you how many more times do we see the cup of life this is now the second time like obviously this is the third episode but the second time that we've seen it i feel like every time you ask this question charlie the answer is zero or it's more (laughs) it's 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 either zero or it's like five more times it's it's either zero or a shocking number like way more than i expect it is zero though yeah. The cup of life never comes back. To be fair, we've now seen like, oh, okay, um, this could this could definitely have negative consequences. Um maybe maybe the magic users realize that, but also, holy shit, that's a powerful magical artifact. That oh, I okay. guess is just gonna go into Camelot's vaults. Apparently, um the the round table, the production designer carved specific runes for each person. For them to sit at it 
Okay, and then, but are the runes like generic, like strength and like intelligence runes, or are they their names? Because if they're their names, I have questions for why this ancient table has Gawain scrawled <laughs> on in it. Uh, every seat at the round table is marked by an engraving with an old English word that is meant to describe the person that was originally planned to occupy that seat. Okay, that's fine. Oh, that's cool. For reasons unknown, only Merlin, Arthur, Gwen, and Leon sit where the art designer planned for them to sit. <laughs> which is just per- percival percival was like perfect. i know big strong man i suave i charismatic well because the director went this makes no sense you sit here you sit here for the camera shots uh, uh, props department and director not getting along oh no nice all right what did what did everyone think about this episode shall we start with who i think is going to give the lowest rating with charlie Oh boy, um, it's just so underwhelming in so many aspects. <laughs> <laughs> like Percival shows up out of nowhere, gets literally no introduction. Uh, Sub, this is my friend. <laughs> yeah, they're like, oh hey, this is this is this is Percival. He's strong, and I trust him. Okay, he pushed boulders. I guess he's a knight now. Um. <laughs> Hey, the MacGuffin sword in the MacGuffin Lake can be given back to Merlin by MacGuffin Woman to knock over MacGuffin Cup to explode people. It's just... I know they're saving it for the season three. It also kind of doesn't finish with a conclusion. Like, is Uther going to have PTSD next season? That would be cool. If they actually, like, force Arthur to step up. It sounds like that's what they're going to do rather than just kill Uther outright, which they, they should just to kill, kill Uther outright. Just kill him. He has just to die over next with. season. He has to, right? I like, think he needs to die at this point. Like, it, it makes zero sense for him to still be around. Uh, this, gets, this gets a two. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll, go, I'll go next year. Uh, I, so... I completely agree with what you're saying, Charlie. Um, one of the things that's sort of interesting about this episode is like we've had like a bunch of episodes in the past where it's like, oh, like not a lot happened for this episode. Like it just sort of felt like it was just dragging along. And this episode brings in so many plot points and so many different things. And like because of that, doesn't quite give it enough time on like any single one of them, which is a real shame because as discussed earlier, if they'd done a thing where Morgana took over like a couple episodes ago, uh, they could have, like, fleshed this out, still had interesting episodes, but, like, fleshed out parts of this. I understand that that's not really what Merlin's done. Merlin's not about the B-plots, but, like, man, when you're, like, trying to tie everything together, um, it's a little bit unfortunate with how it went here. Um, I still did generally enjoy this episode. I'm gonna give it a three, um, but, like, it, it could have been done way better, and there were so many things that could have been done to make it way better. I'm still so. upset about the Fisher King water. I was upset about that when it initially happened because it's like, so isn't that the lake? Because <laughs> <laughs> we were like, oh, maybe it's magic water from the sheet. Nope, it's it's just water from that lake. Yep. I have many problems with this episode, <laughs> um, but they stuck to their guns. Morgana's still an evil bitch. She showed no intelligence, no emotional intelligence. No kind of char- charisma or anything aside from being a comically evil, like, 
<laughs> queen. Um, so this finale gets a four point five from me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You bastard. <laughs> Fuck yeah, David. <laughs> what was episode three? Absolute madman. <laughs> this you've put this on the same level as Goblin's Gold. I want you to know that. <laughs> That's the only other episode this season you've given a four and a half. Listen, the fact that they also brought all the continuity back, I just I someone <laughs> somewhere had to like figure shit out. <laughs> what that reads to me <sighs> it's it's great i, I will admit like it, it is very satisfying after like the entirety of the season david being like oh boy i'm about to fuck up this entire seasons of merlin's ratings because morgana's <laughs> gonna turn gonna turn like good again it was like kind of satisfying to see her just turn more evil like just, <laughs> just consistently just, more like, evil comically <laughs> evil like it was just like oh yeah shoot the peasants fuck the peasants <laughs> Like, oh, we'll build a gallows. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the fuck, Morgana? Oh, it's fantastic. Oh, yes. Once you suffer like I have, once you feel just as alone and as I'd like, what are you talking about? You had so many friends. You had so many options. <laughs> like, oh, my God. It's so self-inflicted. I just, oh, fuck Morgana. It was. She's my was least great. favorite character. <laughs> Which is a shame because she was fantastic in season one. It's yes, really a shame. Like it's, ugh, it's so it's so frustrating what they did to her. And uh like I understand. You can uh, so here's the thing. You can make some like you can make an audience hate a character while loving how that character's been made. This mm. is like hating a character because of how they've been made. No, she's like, just she's just bad. She's just a bad I, character. Like, like they, they they did they did get the point across to me. I hate Morgana. And I want her dead, but not for the reasons that the show wants me to think that. She's just <laughs> she's not even an interesting character. Like they've taken the most boring ass storyline they could have and given it to Morgana, which the I guess is better thing... than her having nothing, which is what most of season two and three were. But Literally, like, the only thing. Uh, Morgana's character is missing is a twirly mustache or a goatee for her to stroke while she smirks evilly. I mean, even just she needs to laugh maniacally after she says something, just looking straight at camera. I'm like, that wouldn't even be out of character for her at this point. Uh, all right. Do we want to do a numbers? Or I guess I actually have a little bit more take up. Uh, this was viewed by 7.67 million people, uh, half million up from last week. So they picked up a fair amount of people. And this has the highest rating a Merlin episode has ever gotten on IMDb with a 9.2. I'm right up there with you guys. <laughs> fucking fucking bangers. <laughs> Banger David of an episode. Mike. I agree, oh, yeah. public. I agree. <laughs> Not for the same reasons, but I agree. <laughs> There are really people who it. are fans of Morgana, and I'm just like, I'm waiting for her to get oh. better, and I'm like, you guys have bad taste. <laughs> it's, <laughs> you, if you're it, a fan of Morgana. Are, are you a fan of Morgana because she's hot? Like, I can understand that, but man, she's not written well. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that was, it, it was, it was quite the episode. Um, and I'm, I'm very glad that David has decided to, to, to give it a four and a half here. That was, that was fantastic. Um, and hey, audience, while we're at it, why don't you go and give us a four and a half out of five on whatever your podcast is? No, give us a five! What the fuck, Nick? (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> we're not we're not worth a five. What? <laughs> listen, David, if they give us a four and a half out of five, we'll know that they listened to this part. That's the only way. <laughs> they didn't just go if and mindlessly anyone, like listen, it. Listen, if anyone rates our podcast at this point, I a hundred percent assume they listen to it. Because there's That's no fair. way anyone would find our podcast and like rate it if they don't listen. That'd be, it'd be pretty funny, but hey, if you are listening to this part um, and you've decided, like, hey, it'd be funny to give them a four and a half rating, uh, just just also, like, interact with us. We, we'd love it. Uh, you can find us on Twitter, at Forsaf, F-O-U-R-S-A-A-F. Um, or uh, if you want to decide to send us an email, um, that's cool. We're, we're down. Um, Charlie will still read your Merlin fanfiction. Um and fringe fanfiction? I think Charlie's just down to read fanfiction that's sent to Any fanfiction of any fandom Charlie will read? <laughs> no, oh, no, no. Any not fan. any that's, fandom. That's, that's a little too far, but I you think Charlie's You want to send agreed. us some really disturbing One Direction uh, B, uh, B, BTS crossover fix? Do it. Are you I'll a real-life fic writer? You're... you're <laughs> I was gonna say a degenerate in ways that I can't understand, but you're still invited <laughs> to listen to our podcast. I won't read Teen Wolf fan fiction. That's my line. What? Okay. Did you not watch Charlie Teen Wolf? Charlie has a line. No. What? I also just assume Teen Wolf is just furry fan fiction in disguise. Nah, I watched the entire first season of Teen Wolf. First two seasons of Teen Wolf. If anything, it's closer to Riverdale on energy than anything. I will read your Riverdale fanfiction, though. (laughs) Send me all of your Riverdale fanfiction. Once again, forsaf, F-O-U-R-S-A-F at (laughs) gmail.com. Charlie will read that shit. How many seasons does Riverdale have? (laughs) Uh, They're coming up on seven. Oh, Uh, no. But they don't go downhill. They get better. (laughs) (laughs) If, um, If it's... If it's uh, if it's at all safe to safe to read in a podcasting form, basically just like don't make it like horrifying. This fan fiction, we'll, we'll post it even. Listen, it'll, even it'll if it's there. not, we're marked. We have as the explicit, explicit tag. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll read fair. whatever. <laughs> um, that's that's a line. That's I won't I won't audience I won't read whatever. But David's promised it now. Uh, I will read so whatever is hey. sent to me by a fan. <laughs> <laughs> interact interact with us come find us on those spots but hey um we've hit the end of season three uh i think that means next time uh we'll be doing the the recap episode and predictions for season four um so hey join us for that next week outro our intro and outro music is the butterfly kid on the mountain by slunch i uh, i really tried on that pronunciation i don't think it's correct but that's what youtube tells me